And welcome back to Real Talk Sports. Uh, today we are actually going ahead and we're actually going to go ahead and wrap up our division by division um, preview here as we get ready for the NFL season here starting here in about uh, 48 hours here. So set to start Thursday. Um, we left off here where we were talking about uh, the NFC here. Um, we just got done talking about uh, one of the interesting uh, divisions here in the NFC, which is the NFC North, and uh, we're going to jump right into it here, and we're going to head into the NFC South now. In that division, you have the Atlanta Falcons, you have the Carolina Panthers, you have the New Orleans Saints, and you have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here. Um, and so let's jump right into it. So with that being said, uh, first and foremost, I mean, let's start obviously with probably, I think, the class in the division here, and that's probably going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here. Essentially, they have everybody back, uh, including probably one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game here. And that starts with Tom Brady. Um, you still have Tom Brady on this roster. Um, they did bring in Cal Trask here out of Florida. Um, they feel like this guy's going to be the future here. But, uh, I mean, take a look here at the running back crew. They have uh, Leonard Fournette here. They've got uh, Ronald Jones, the second here. And then they have Gianardo Bernard. And they still have Keyshawn Vaughn as well on this roster. Um, at the wide receiver core, they still have Mike Evans out here. They've got uh, Scotty Miller. Uh, they've still got Chris Godwin. And they still have Antonio Brown. And then at the tight end position, they have O.J. Howard, Cameron Bates, and Rob Gukowski here. So um, offensively, this team is going to put up points here. And I think that probably you're going to see a unit that is much better than what they were last year um i know tampa bay really came on late last year and i think it was just a series of ups and downs based off the fact that they were a fresh crew just getting together you look at antonio brown actually coming back um kind of later into the year so i mean that's a situation where um this is a team that just pretty much got hot at the right time um Unlike last year, I think this is a unit that is going to start off hot. And to me, I think they've gotten um, tons and tons better. I feel like with Rob Gronkowski and I feel like with Tom Brady on the roster here, he's got a, uh, another season here of uh, off-season workouts and OTAs and actual preseason this year to actually get on the same page with these guys. And so I think that makes it even more scarier here. Um, I expect the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to probably go ahead and wrap up this division here um and even when you look on them defensively here i mean they have um they have uh, dominic um sue here um they have uh jason pierre paul uh they have devin white here at the linebacker levante david um antonio winfield i mean this team is absolutely loaded with talent here um in the secondary and also too on the front line here i think this is going to be um a terrific and outstanding football team and i'd expect nothing less from bruce arian in this roster uh but to essentially be back into the nfc championship and possibly back to the super bowl here um, I just think it's probably going to be their division to win. Um, and so that's essentially what it is with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Next, let's go ahead and go with uh, who could possibly maybe challenge the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or at least challenge for a playoff spot here in the, F in the NFC. And that's going to be, uh, to me, the New Orleans Saints here. So with the New Orleans Saints, probably the biggest uh, storyline here is that there's no more Drew Brees here. Um... You know, with Drew Brees gone in this situation, 
Um, obviously, he's been the staple of this offense here. Um, you know, Sean Payton really trusts this guy. Now the situation comes down to uh, a do-it-all quarterback in Tyson Hill, who you saw a, a little sample size of what he can do. Uh, I think clearly he's more of a runner than he is a passer here. Um, but you have Jameis Winston on the roster. You have Jamin, Jameis Winston's on the roster here. I think this is a guy you go with. I think this is a guy that you go ahead and you start here. Um, you know, he has one of the best backs in football, if not the best, and Alvin Kamari here, who's a terrific wide receiver and can run the football. Um, you look at the fact here that they, at the wide receiver core, if healthy, you know, they had one of the best wide receivers in all of football with Michael Thompson here. Uh, they bring in Chris Hogan, who used to play for the Patriots. You have uh, Taquan Smith here, uh, Marquise Galloway. Um, and Deontay Harris and Ty Montgomery here. So, you know, here's a situation where with Sean Payton, they're obviously going to pass the football. Um, they're going to use a lot of Alvin Kamari here. Um, you know, he no longer has Murray there at the backup position here. He has Tony Jones Jr. on the roster and Dwayne Washington. So, this is a roster that has changed there. Uh, defensively, they're about the same. Um, when you look at what they have here and you know the thing with them is to me and where they're going to falter is probably going to be trying to get some stops here and then I think consistency I think this is the one year that you look at the Saints and I'm just not sure where they are consistently here um, because when Jameis Winston is good he's pretty good uh, when he's poor though he's pretty poor I mean he's had a ton of issues here with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when he played there with turning the football over. So um, if he's able to minimize his mistakes, if he's able to minimize uh, those mistakes and he's actually able to, um, you know, continue to get the ball down the field and continue to get this team in the scoring position a lot like what Drew Brees was able to do for this team, um, then, you know, the Saints have a chance. They definitely have a chance to... I think possibly go ahead and uh, for sure make the playoffs. I'm not sure if they're going to necessarily win this division here, um, but they do have a legit shot, I think, to make the playoffs here. Um, a lot of this, too, is going to come down to what is going to happen here with Michael Thompson. Um, you know, you paid this guy a lot of money. Uh, he's out now again with the whole ankle situation here. He's on the reserve um, PUP list here. So, I mean, this is a situation here that I, I think it is something that the team eventually is going to have to address here. Um, you know, he was one of the more durable uh, players here in football, but now they're saying he's out for at least six weeks here. So, I mean, this is a situation here where at, at some point here, now the Saints have to figure out who their legit number one is. Um, and I think that's a situation that really hurt the Saints last year is the fact that they counted so much on Michael Thompson and he was not there. Um, it's, it's an issue. It's an issue because any other uh, any other wide receiver on the roster was not really able to step up. And the one person that did step up plays in the backfield, and that's Alvin Kamari. And, you know, he can't be in two places at once. So, um this is a tough situation for the Saints. I mean, I'm not going to say that they're in a rebuild, but they kind of are in a slight rebuild here. So um, we'll see what happens here. Um, there's, a, there's a chance for the Saints, but uh, 
is there's a lot of stuff that's gonna have to go right um, for them to actually make a legit push here next up I'm gonna go with the Atlanta Falcons here um, probably gonna finish third in this division here um, yeah I mean they still do have Matty Ice here um, you know they do have a new coaching staff here essentially here um, you know they went ahead they have supposedly a new um, defensive scheme here now because you know this team was just pretty terrible here uh, defensively especially late in football games so um, this it, it's it's okay so you have Matt Ryan um, he's he's definitely a legit quarterback here in this league I think one of the most interesting things here that Atlanta did is they brought in Mike Davis here who had a solid year for the Carolina Panthers here and stepping up for um, McCaffrey who was injured most of the year here he showed that he could play very solid football could Mike Davis and I like uh, Wayne Gallman who they brought in from the Giants here I think when you play this guy um, he showed that he could carry the load um, you know the Giants brought in some running backs and actually Wayne Gallman was actually the best running back on the roster here um, in, in many people's opinion maybe he should still be there even though they're gonna have Saquon Barkley back so I mean the running game is somewhat revamped here around Matt Ryan um, but the problem is they've lost Julio Jones here which leaves them with Calvin Ridley who for sure I think he legitimately could be the number one wide receiver uh, in any in any uh, football team really in the league and then next up is Russell Gage um, Russell Gage struggled I mean he showed some signs here but he had some injuries and some tough moments here and so it just seems like there's so much of a drop-off at the wide receiver position for this team here and aside from that offensively this team just looks to me um, they look depleted you know I just I'm not sure where they're going to get a whole bunch of points here uh, Atlanta traditionally has really depended on Matt Ryan and the offense being explosive here um, they were one a football team and when I say they were one in a team that essentially they got enough stops um, but when I look on the defensive end here for Atlanta um, you know I, I know that they've got the revamped situation here with the defensive coordinator and everything like that but I mean it's possible that this unit could completely turn around but I just I don't see it I mean it was one of the worst units I think in football here they gave up huge big plays and just were very undisciplined and I mean yes they're going to become more disciplined yes they're probably going to make some plays and win a lot more games because of that um, but I think it's going to be tough for the Atlanta Falcons I really do um, I think that they're going to, to struggle here mightily um, I just I don't see them actually making the playoffs here um, and I think that the Atlanta Falcons are probably they're in route for uh, some more rebuilding I, I really do think so I think that they're going to find out that uh, a lot of the issues it, it's more than what they had with coach Quinn there and I think that this is a football team that uh, is going to struggle here uh, next up uh, the bottom of the division here I'm going to say is going to be the Carolina Panthers look the Carolina Panthers to me um I was just looking at this thing and I'm thinking to myself it almost to me has the same feel as the New York Jets a couple years ago and you say what do you mean by that well 
Sam Donald and Robbie Anderson played together for the New York Jets. Okay, so they're back together. Um, DJ Moore here is now there for Curtis Samuels, who is now going off to Washington. And then you're going to be dependent heavily here on Christian McCaffrey, um, who's been pretty injury prone um, since signing the big deal here. So, um, you know, once more with this team, uh, just like I just talked about the last team, offensively here, I, I mean, you bring in Sam Darnold. And it's possible that Sam Darnold can can be this uh, big arm quarterback who makes plays and gets things done here uh, that the Jets envisioned when they got him um, essentially as a high pick in the draft. Um, maybe Sam Darnold is the best quarterback since Cam Newton's been there. Um, not to take away from Teddy Bridgewater, who I think did a, a pretty good job, you know, depending on the fact that, you know, he was faced with injuries and things like that. But I just, I'm not sure where they're going to go offensively here. I think they're going to struggle here. I think that they lose a guy, in Curtis Samuels, who could take the lid off the top of the defense here. Um, and Christian McCaffrey has to stay healthy. He has to stay healthy. To me, they're in the same kind of situation as the New Orleans Saints here. Um, because when you look at what they have on the defensive side of the ball, um, yes, the unit is, it's probably, it not probably, it is better, I think, than the Atlanta Falcons, um, and it's right there with the Saints, but I just don't know if, if Carolina is going to score enough points, and I think mainly they're going to struggle a lot, especially if Christian McCaffrey is not healthy here, so, you know, I really expect for the Carolina Panthers to, to probably really struggle here and, and probably go ahead and take last in this division. I don't, I don't really see them going anywhere. Um, I think this is going to be a, a tough task here um, for Coach Rule, but we'll see. I, I mean, anything can happen in the National Football League, you know, with injuries and things like that. We'll definitely see. Next up, let's move over to the NFC West here. So with the NFC West, this was... Uh, a very interesting division here last year. You had the Arizona Cardinals, you got the Los Angeles Rams, you got the San Francisco 49ers, and you have the Seattle Seahawks. I can honestly say that pretty much each team in this division, to me, got better somewhat here. Um, and let's start here with maybe probably the head of the division here, and that's the Arizona Cardinals. Big if here, this is a huge if, and that is going to be dependent on the fact that Kyler Murray can stay healthy, stay on the field at a critical time. Remember, he missed some time here late. Um, and then you look at what they have here. They pretty much, they've revamped their running back um, trio here. Now they bring James Conner in here from uh, Pittsburgh here. Um, who, I mean, he's a couple seasons removed from having some, some good stuff here with uh, Pittsburgh. Obviously, the injuries kind of uh, slowed him down there. And then they got Najee Harris over there. So um, perhaps maybe he finds some resurgence here. Um, he's behind Chase Edmonds here at the, at the running back position here. They still have DeAndre Hopkins, maybe one of the best wide receivers here in all of football. Uh, you bring in A.J. Green. Uh, it's an aging A.J. Green, but he's there, okay? Um, you have Christian Kirk as well. Um, so, you know, offensively, I mean, it looks pretty good. 
you know, it looks like that this is a unit that's going to have no problem booming the football like they did before. Um, but it's going to depend on Kyler Murray. It's going to depend on how, um, how essentially, how healthy he is. If he's healthy, then this team goes. I mean, because he's proven that he can put up the points, not only with his arm, but he's going to be able to move it with his legs as well. Um, and on the other side of the ball, I like what they did defensively. They bring in a guy named J.J. Watt. Um, he's tough. You bring in Chandler Jones, who's already, he's already there, but he's one of the better defenders in football. And then you also have Booty ba- or Buda Baker excuse me, um, at free safety. Um, one of the faster and better playmakers here at the free safety position. Um, I know they lost uh, you know, Patterson back there. But still, I think that this is a situation here where this unit is going to be strong. They're certainly going to get after the passer. I think that they're going to create some some turnovers. They're going to create some short fields here. And I think Arizona is in a prime position here. I mean, if Arizona does not win this division this year, um, I think I'm going to be shocked. I I really do. I think that they're probably uh, the most put together. Um, I think that they've been, you know, basically putting the puzzle together uh, each year. And I think that they've just kind of been getting closer and closer here. And I think that this is a situation here where um, you hope as an Arizona fan that they they turn the page here. You know, you you would hope that, all right, now is the time here. And we're going to talk about some other teams here, like mainly Seattle, who essentially they they've been depleted. They've been losing some some key members here. But this is, I think, Arizona's time. I think this is Arizona's division to win. So um, next up, let's move to the next team, and that's the Seahawks here. So with the Seattle Seahawks here, um, I mean, you know, jumping right into it, we see on the depth chart here that obviously they have one of the better um, quarterbacks in football with Russell Wilson here, okay? We know he's going to make a ton of plays. We know he can be a clutch performer here late. Um, you have Chris Carson here. You have Rashad Penny, who you drafted here. And you have Alex Collins back on the roster, um, along with Travis Homer here. So my, my thing here with the running back position is they depended heavily on Chris Carson. Chris Carson is a terrific runner when he's on the field, but he has had some tough, tough situations here with injuries. Um, and when he went down, with an injury there, they struggled from the running back position. And I think that that kind of changed the dynamics of this this offense. Now, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett were absolutely outstanding at the wide receiver position um, until they kind of hit a wall there. Suddenly, Russell Wilson was getting sacked. Suddenly, the ground attack wasn't as open as it could have been. And then next up, you have the fact that just, I think teams were figuring out DK Metcalf and then they were also figuring out Tyler Lockett here. Um, defensively here, when you look at it, you look at the fact that they have Bobby Wagner here. Um, you have, let's see here, aside from Bobby Wagner, you have um, Jamal Adams back there who just signed the huge deal as well. And then you have Trey Flowers out there. Um, but the rest of this unit is pretty much a unit that um, it's new. It's new. It's, you have a lot of people here that essentially are in a situation where 
it, it's brand new. It's brand new, and because of that, I think that this is a situation where it might be the passing of the guard here with Seattle. I think Seattle's in a situation here where um, it's possible that it, it could possibly hurt them because they don't have pieces that have been traditionally together here in the past. So, um, you know, you hope as a Seattle fan, uh, you know, that defensive magic, that 12th man returns. I mean, there are fans that are going to be back in the stadium here, but um, I, I see this team fighting for a playoff bid, but I do not see them actually uh, winning the NFC West here, unless unless there are injuries, which is possible. Um, injuries did play a factor here in, in last year's division running. Um, next up here is the Los Angeles Rams here. So with the Los Angeles Rams, essentially with that here, um, the Rams basically have a new quarterback here in Matthew Stafford. Um, Matthew Stafford has, has come over here um, and he's come over from Detroit and he's coming into a situation here where, um, you know, you have Sonny Michelle, who they went ahead and traded for from the Patriots. They lost Cam Akers here due to the knee injury. You have Robert Woods and then you have Deshaun Jackson and you have Cooper Cobb along with Van Jefferson here and Tyler Higby at the tight end position. Um, I like what they have offensively here. You know, the issue to me is going to be how healthy is Matthew Stafford. Uh, Matthew Stafford, when he's healthy, he's pretty good. Um, he can definitely make all the throws, that's for sure. But health and then consistency here is going to be the key. Um, Sean McVay runs an offense that is highly predicated on running the football and running the football well. If the Rams struggle with running the football, then that means it's going to take away the play action here. Um, the thing is, with the Rams, they have one of the best defensive units in all of football, especially when you have maybe the best def defender in all of football in Aaron, Aaron Donald. Um, and then you have Jalen Ramsey out here. So it, it, they're definitely not going to struggle to get stops. I think they are going to turn the ball over here. But they're going to need to score some points and they're going to need to score consistently and they're going to have to run the football if they ever want to get back, obviously, to the Super Bowl level that they had before. Um, so essentially, that's where we are here with the Rams. Um, I think that it is possible for them to maybe challenge in this division here. Um, I'm a little hesitant to go ahead and put them up there uh, with the Cardinals because I think that Unlike the Cardinals, the one thing that they're going to struggle with is consistency. And with consistency in an NFL season, that's huge. Um, so to me, I mean, they're very much a dark horse in this division here. But we'll see what happens. Next up, you have the San Francisco 49ers. Now, a lot of people like the 49ers. A lot of people like what they definitely did here. I mean, you do have Jimmy Garoppolo and you have Trey Lance. Trey Lance can ball. I mean, he definitely showed in the preseason um, that he can make plays. This guy can throw the ball. This guy can make all the right reads, everything else. The problem here with the 49ers is that they were injured riddled. I mean, they lost Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, they lost Raheem Mozart. Um, Jermichael Hasty went down for a little bit. I mean, Debo Samuels, who's very uh, valid in the wide receiver game, um, he went down. 
Um, and then Brandon Ayuk here, who came on, essentially was their best playmaker there. Um, I mean, now you have Debo Samuels, you have Brandon Ayuk, um, you have Jalen Hurd, and you have Muhammad um, Sanu Sr. here. So, And then hopefully you have a healthy Greg Kittle here, who is one of the best tight ends in all of football. So with that being said, I mean, it looks like San Francisco essentially has the offensive firepower that they had uh, when they made a run to the Super Bowl. Now, hopefully you get Nick Bosa back here because that is another thing that happened to the 49ers. They did lose a lot of people on the defensive end here. Hopefully they get everybody back and everybody stays healthy here. And San Francisco can be a pretty sneaky team here. Um, it's quite possible um, that it, it wouldn't surprise me if they were to put together some magnificent run here to win a division um, and actually make some noise in the playoffs. However, it's really going to depend on the fact that they're healthy on both sides of the ball, and then it's going to depend on what happens here with Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance. Um, to me, they're in the same situation as the Chicago Bears here. If Jimmy Garoppolo is right, um, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to try to essentially, he's going to sh want to show that he deserves to be a starter in this league and he's going to want to make sure that he holds on to the job as long as he possibly can before eventually Trey Lance takes over here. So if he's going to do that, he's going to have to have statistically one of his best career years here. Um, if he does that, then San Francisco is going to be a pretty dangerous team. Um, if he doesn't do that, then this is a team that more than likely will probably struggle maybe middle of the pack here. So we'll see what, what happens with the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, the big thing that if you're looking at San Francisco that they have to do, um, they're going to have to get past the injuries here. So next up, let's just go ahead and keep it rolling. We'll move over to the AFC here. So with the AFC, let's start off with the AFC East here, and that is going to be the Buffalo Bills, the Miami Dolphins, the New England Patriots, and the New York Jets here. So um, to me, I think that probably the best team here is going to be the Buffalo Bills, followed closely by the Miami Dolphins, and then I think it's actually going to be the Jets before the Patriots here. So I'm actually picking the Patriots to possibly be last here. It's very interesting. But let's start here with the Buffalo Bills. So the Buffalo Bills, essentially, they get pretty much everybody back. Um, they do add Mitchell Trubisky over there at the uh, second string quarterback position. So that's pretty good there for your quarterback depth if something does happen to Josh Allen here. Um, another year with Devin Singletary and Zach Moss here. Um, in the backfield and they bring Matt Breda over from the 49ers so I like that um, at the wide receiver position you have Stefan Diggs um, you have Gabriel Davis here who many feel like he's ready to kind of have a breakout season and they bring the uh, the vet over here and Emmanuel Samuels and then or Sanders excuse me and then they have Cole or Cole Beasley as well um, played pretty nice at the tight end position here is uh, Dawson Knox here so I, I liked his game um and so, yeah, I mean, essentially, you're looking at a team that pretty much brought back offensively what they had before. So I like what they have there and what they're presenting. Uh, defensively, they look pretty good on paper here. I think that this is, uh, you know, a well-coached unit. I think that Coach McDermott's going to have this team ready to go. Um, 
scoring points was not an issue here and what I like about the Buffalo Bills here is they were able to step up in huge moments here um, and really you know take pride in this resurgence here for the Buffalo Bills so I expect Josh Allen to take a, another step here. I expect for Stefan Diggs to have another great year as well. Um, I expect for the running back play to actually improve even more here. And if that's being said, you know, I think that this is going to be a tough team to stop. I think that they're, um, to me right now, they're the head and shoulders above uh, anybody else here in this division here. Uh, next up, you have the Miami Dolphins here. So. The Miami Dolphins here, uh, very young, but I, I like the direction that they're heading here. Um, you know, essentially they're moving in a, in a, in a direction here where um, the quarterback is pretty much solidified here. It is going to be um, Tua here. So Tua will be the starting quarterback here. Um, you have Miles Gaskin, who had a pretty good year. You have um, Malcolm Brown, and then you have... Um, Savon Amid here. Excuse me if I butchered his name here, but um, Salam, I think Amid. But he, he played very well. He played very well last year. Uh, played admirable there for um, for Gaskins when he was injured here. So, and I do apologize once again if I've, I've butchered his name. But um, here's a guy here, 5'11", 197 here. Um, had three touchdowns on the year, 75 attempts, 319, and 4.3 a carry. Um, I like what he presents here. Um, I liked what Gaskins brings to the table here when healthy. And I, I like the fact of what they have here. They've kind of upgraded from the wide receiver position. They have Devontae Parker here. You're, you're hoping that he reaches more of a consistency standpoint. Um, you know, they have Preston Wilson over here. Um, you know, they have uh, William... Uh, Fuller, hopefully, once he gets off the uh, suspended list here. Um, you do have Alan Hearns on the roster here, but, you know, it's it's got to be the kid that they brought over here from um, from Alabama. Um, Jalen, excuse me, uh, Waddle here. You know, you're hoping that this kid makes the plays that you need here. Um, he played with Tua before. Um, he's round one, pick six here for Miami. So, there's going to be a lot of expectations here. Um, the one thing Miami struggled with was consistency. Um, I know they were going back and forth between quarterbacks. I, I mentioned a little bit here about the running back play and the injuries here. Um, the wide receiver core wasn't as good last year, but Miami was making some noise here. Uh, defensively, I feel like they're going to be able to get some stops, and they really were actually able to keep games close enough Um for this unit to be in it and offensively so Miami has a chance um, I think that they're just a bit young um, it wouldn't surprise me if they were to get a playoff spot here um, but I don't think that they're going to win the division here but I, I think that they're going to certainly make some noise and they're going to shock some people uh, next up is going to be the uh, the New York Jets here so to me I think that when you look at this team, um, it, it is a rebuild, but they do have maybe one of the best quarterbacks in the draft here in Zach Wilson. I mean, it looks like they basically have a stud here, um, but at the running back position, you have Trayvon Coleman. Um, he struggled with injuries here over the years. Uh, you have uh, Ty Johnson here. Um, they still have P. Ryan on the roster here. 
Um, I like the fact that they bring Corey Davis over. I like the fact that they have Corey Davis over here. I liked what he did in Tennessee. I think that many people have put him, he's been underrated. I think he's going to make a ton of plays out here for Zach Wilson. They look good in the preseason here. Um, I think the Jets are going to move the ball, unlike what they've moved the ball here over the last couple of years. Um, you have Jamison Crowder out there. Um, he's obviously, he's on the COVID list right now. Um, if Jamison Crowder is able to get back to being, um, I, to me, I think he's, he's a pretty good slot receiver here. Um, certainly, he can play with the best of them when he's healthy and right. Uh, last year, 59 receptions, 699 yards, and six touchdowns here. So, I, I, you know, if the guy can stay healthy, I think that the wide receiver core is going to be a lot better um, than what they were a year ago here. I think that Zach Wilson here is going to make some plays with his feet. They're going to be exciting here. Um, they're going to win more games than they did last year. I don't think that they're going to win the division here. I don't think they're going to make some real noise in the playoffs. But the Jets, I think, are on the right path. More importantly, they're on the right path. I like where they're going. Next up, you have the New England Patriots here. So the Patriots, to me, I just feel like um, I, I just feel like it, it's time to maybe say that even with Coach Belichick there, they might be in a rebuild. Um, I know that they like Mac Jones here. I know they let go of Cam Newton. Um, but to me, I mean, you have James White at the running back. You have Damon Harris here starting for you. Um, Nelson Aguilar, who's bounced around the NFL, is really not showing any consistency here. Um, you know, they just, to me, I mean, you bring over Kendrick Boards here from, um, from San Francisco. Um, you know, you have Jacoby Myers here. Um, I, I just don't see where they're going to score a lot of points. And... This offense struggled last year. I think they're going to struggle this year. I think that Mac Jones is, yes, he's a game manager. Um, you hope that you find a guy that's not only a game manager, but is also going to be able to uh, take some shots down the field. Um, I don't expect him to really use his feet like that. So he's going to be more of a pocket passer here. Um, and I just think he's going to be in a situation here where I don't see too many wide receivers winning on the outside here in, in, in many secondaries here. So I think they're going to struggle there. And yes, they're going to run the football, but I just don't really see um, I don't really see a ball control offense here. So I just think that there's so many question marks here. And then defensively here, um, you know, it's a unit that's gotten a little bit older. I don't think that they've really got uh, too many additions here that's going to say oh yeah you know this is going to turn the tide here for the New England Patriots I just I see them really struggling here and I think for the first time in a long time um, you know I'm actually going to go ahead and pick the Patriots to be last in the division here in the AFC East next up you have the AFC North here you have the Baltimore Ravens Cincinnati Bengals Cleveland Browns and Pittsburgh Steelers so um Look, last year, the Pittsburgh Steelers were the top in the division here. Um, but this year, to me, and this is going to be a tough pick, 
it's between Cleveland or Pittsburgh. I think that this thing can go either way. Um, with the Pittsburgh Steelers here, there's a lot being said here about Ben Roethlisberger. Essentially, this is being his his last dance, you know, and is it? Um, you have Najee Harris here, who they brought in and drafted at the running back position. Uh, Dante Johnson here, who had a pretty good year. James Washington. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, who has really struggled, um, supposedly, to be the number one. And you had Chase Claypool, who had some moments here. And you still have Eric Ebram here at tight end. So, um, defensively, you know, you still have some of the best defenders in football here. Um, I know that they lost some people here, but still, Pittsburgh's defense here has never really been an issue. Um, the question is, 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 is Ben Roethlisberger here, is he going to be healthy enough here? Okay, I think that they were undefeated. Um, they were a good unit. They fell off towards the end here. You know, it really is going to be a situation that Ben Roethlisberger is going to have to stay healthy. And then Najee Harris, he's got some big shoes to fill. Um, he is a physical runner. I think he finishes runs well. He showed that he has great hands here. Um, you know, there's a real chance that he may be one of those guys that maybe he's up there with Le'Veon Bell at some point in his career. I'm not going to say he's going to start off that way, but he's going to have a outstanding opportunity, especially with the wide receiver play here with Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's guys should win a lot of stuff on the outside. Um, Bid Roethlisberger is going to make some throws and put some balls in some spaces that um, only these guys can catch it. Um, I expect big things from Chase Claypool coming out of Notre Dame. He had huge days here last year. He showed that he could run. He showed that he can catch. He showed he could do pretty much anything. Juju Schuster, if he's healthy, if he's healthy, can he return back to that speedster here that he was at one point? Um, I think there's less pressure off here. Um, I think that they've kind of gone out and they've addressed the fact that they're going to get back to running the football. And so that bodes well for Ben Roethlisberger, who hopefully doesn't have to throw the ball 40 times. So, um, you know, at this point, I, I, I like them just based off the experience here uh, to, to, to win, to win the division, but we'll see. Next up is the Cleveland Browns here. So with the Cleveland Browns, uh, I mean, look, Baker Mayfield took a huge step forward here with this offense here. They had some of the best running back play in all of football with Nick Chubbs and Kareem Hunt. And you look at the wide receivers here. Rashad Higgins, very good. Odell Beckham, you hope he's back. You have uh, Jarvis Landry. You have uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, who had a moment there last year. Um, look, this is a unit here that they're going to be able to move the football defensively. They are a solid union as well. Um, it, this is really, it's going to be up to Cleveland. I, I mean, look, they know what they can do. They showed moments here last year. They showed they can get it done. They showed that this is a resurgent here. Now it's going to be on Cleveland to kind of take that next step here. I think that, you know, Baker has now shown that he's going to make all the plays. He's shown that he can make all the throws here. Um, he's shown also too that when things break down he'll he'll make plays for you as well um 
And this may come down to, are they injured? You know, because they've lost a lot of time with Odell. Uh, Jarvis Landry was hurt last year with the hip and everything. Um, you know, can these guys stay on the field? They even lost Nick Chubbs for a little bit. So um, we'll see. I, I mean, I think health is the big deal here. If healthy, it's possible that, yeah, Cleveland could win this division. I think that they can win the division. Either way, I see Pittsburgh and I see Cleveland being a legit playoff team. Next up is the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, the Bengals, uh, to me, I, I mean, they had one of the best offensive units, I think, in football when Joe Barrow was on the field. I mean, this guy just aired it out, showed he could make all the throws, all that great stuff here. To me, they, they've taken a hit here at the, the running back position. I know they have Joe Mixon and they have um, Samaji P. Ryan here, but... You know, they have Tyler Boyd, they have uh, T. Higgins, and Jamar Chase here. Um, no longer do they have A.J. Green here, so this is a young wide receiver core, and can Joe Burrow stay upright here? Um, he had the tough knee injury there last year. Cincinnati couldn't stop a thing last year, um, so I think this is where they're really going to struggle here. Um, do I see them making the playoffs? Absolutely not. Um, do I see Cincinnati being an exciting team? It's possible. Yeah, I think so. I think it's possible. I think they're going to go down um, and throw it up a lot. Um, but I don't think that they're going to be able to, to play ball control offense. Um, obviously, when you air it out, it's going to put them in a situation where um, there's a lot of times where they can turn the football over here. So it's going to be an exciting unit, but not necessarily going to go ahead and say, yeah, they're going to uh, make a playoff bid. Next up, you have the Baltimore Ravens here. So the big news here is they signed Le'Veon Bell here. Um, you know, they have Le'Veon Bell. He's on the practice squad, so they say here. Um, and it's because they've been depleted here at the running back position. Um, J.K. Dobbins here, he's gone with a knee injury. Um, you have Gus Edwards and you have Tayshawn Williams here on the roster. You have Lamar Jackson, who you know is an MVP, and he can run and throw the football. Um, they got Marquise Hollywood-Brown. They have Sammy Watkins over here. Um, Tehran, or Taylon uh, Wallace here as well. Um, Rashad Bateman. So, and then they have Mark Andrews, who's probably one of the better tight ends here in football. So, to me... It's, you know, can Baltimore take that next step? Can Baltimore take the next step and actually go down the field? I know Lamar Jackson can throw the ball. He can run the ball. But I'm talking about actually open up the playbook here. And this is a run-heavy Baltimore Ravens team. You know, they really rely on doing a whole bunch of RPOs, a lot of option stuff. Um, but at some point, when teams start to load up the box, okay, and then they start to play man coverage here, they've got to get some wins with some of their their wide receivers on the outside here. I don't love the fact that they bring Sammy Watkins in. Um, when healthy, he's great. But he's really struggled with injuries here. Um, Marquise Hollywood-Brown hasn't really taken off, I think, the way that you know a lot of people would think. Um, you know, maybe this is his year. Um, and then we know what Mark um, Andrews can do. I think he's going to be solid. I think he's going to be a big 
player here. He's he's big in everything that the Ravens do. Um, defensively, the Ravens are going to be a tough unit to score on here. Um, and with that being said, I, I mean, they're definitely, I think, going to make the playoffs for sure. And to me, this is another team that um, they could win the division as well. But to take that next step and go deeper here, um, they've got to be able to be a little bit more explosive here and go down the field. Um, so with that being said, that's going to be the AFC North. Let's move over here to the AFC South, and then we'll conclude with the AFC West. So the AFC South, we have the Houston, Texas, Indianapolis coach, Jacksonville Jaguars, Tennessee Titans. Um to me, this is probably going to be um, maybe the worst team or worst division actually in the AFC here. Um, I don't see anybody beating the Tennessee Titans. I mean, the Tennessee Titans are going to be, to me, the best team in this division. You have Ryan Tannehill coming back. You have Derrick Henry, who's one of the best running backs in all of football. You have A.J. Brown. You add Julio Jones over there. Um, I, I mean... Just that alone is going to make this team extremely tough here. Uh, defensively, they're going to be a tough team to score on here. Um, you know, if Tennessee is healthy, I think that they're going to be right there. I think that they're going to challenge there in the AFC. Um, if they're going to go deep into the playoffs here. I, I think that Coach Verb is going to have them ready. Um, I like Tennessee. I, I like their chances here. They're certainly going to win this division. Um, next up, you have the Indianapolis Colts here. So with the Colts, with that, in that situation, you have Carson Wentz, who's already injured, I want to point out. Um, he's been injured. Everything behind him at the quarterback play has not looked well. Um, Jonathan Taylor is supposedly starting here. You have Naheem Hines and you have Marlon Mack. You have a very good running back core. Um, but aside from that, I mean, you have Zach Pascal, Paris Campbell, uh, Michael Pittman Jr., um, and then Jack Dole at tight end. So not a whole bunch of playmakers at wide receiver. This is a unit that struggled um, there in the wide receiver position. Um, it's a team that basically is going to play ball control here. And they're putting a lot of stake here in Carson Wentz, and I'm not sure if Carson Wentz is is right i'm not sure if he's going to remain right i'm not sure if he's going to be okay and because a lot of what frank wright wants to do is going to have to come down to his health i don't like the indianapolis coats here although i do see them being probably the second best team in the division um they're going to struggle next up you have the houston texans here so uh houston this is a mess um you know this roster they've already announced that tyrod taylor is starting Deshaun Watson is sitting. Um, obviously, he has a lot of stuff out there, allegations, all that. Um, you have Mark Ingram who's coming over here for Baltimore and David Johnson. Um, I'm not sure how much is left for Mark Ingram in the tank. And David Johnson really hasn't really remained healthy since being in the league after um, some big years here. Brandon Cooks is another guy that hasn't been able to stay healthy here. Um, and then aside from that, they just don't have anything else from the wide receiver core. They lost a lot here defensively as well. The Texans are really going to struggle. They're going to struggle mightily. They have a new head coach. Um, I think that this is probably, they might be one of the worst teams in all the NFL this year. 
Um, next up is going to be the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think that they're probably right in the same ranking here with the Texans. Um, I feel like, you know, Trevor Lawrence coming in here, um, he's going to struggle because he's going to have to uh, win a lot of games here. I think he's going to have to be in a situation where he's probably going to have to pass the ball a lot. And they don't have too many weapons around him in this situation here. So, you know, I know Coach Urban Myers has done it here in the college level, but to step in now in a pro level um, and get it done, it's going to be incredibly tough, especially when you have uh, the Titans in that division. And not only the Titans, but the AFC in itself is going to be tough. So um, Jacksonville, they're going to struggle. Um, hopefully James Robinson has the kind of year that he had last year, setting the records as an undrafted uh, running back. You know, he set records that way. Had a tremendous season there, but you look at DJ Shark Jr., couldn't stay on the field. Marvin Jones Jr. coming out of Detroit, he struggled injury-wise here. So this is a unit that it's they just don't have enough. They just do not have enough. You look at what they have defensively here. They couldn't stop a thing last year. I don't think they're going to stop a thing this year. Um, just they're in a, a, a really, really huge rebuild here. Um, and so I think that, you know, Jacksonville is just, they're a ways away um, from really making some noise here. And it's unfortunate, but they're going to have a tough, tough year here. Um, and with that being said, that's the AFC South. Lastly, we have the AFC West here. So you have the Denver Broncos, Kansas City Chiefs, Las Vegas Raiders, and the Los Angeles Chargers here. So this is probably going to be one of the more explosive divisions here. Um, let's start with the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs are probably one of the best football teams in all of the NFL. They're right there with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And to me, I think that they probably will end up back in the Super Bowl for a repeat here. Um, starting with Patrick Mahomes, who's coming off the, the toe injury. He looks good. Um, you have Clyde Edwards-Olaire here. Um, hopefully, he's able to stay healthy. Um, they do have Daryl Williams here to back him up. And then they have uh, Jarek McKinnon uh, coming over from San Francisco. So I think he's going to play a huge role. Um, obviously, at the wide receiver position, you have one of the fastest wide receivers in all of football in Tariq Hill. You have um, another interesting wide receiver here in McCole Hardman. And then you have Demarcus Robinson here. You have Byron Pringle. Um, and then you have one of the best tight ends slash wide receivers in all of football in Travis Kelsey. So listen, they're going to put up points. It's just, it's a given. Andy Reid, he's always drawn up great schemes here. They are going to put up points. Uh, the question is, you know, are they going to be able to get enough stops? And then now, can they take that next transition offensively with Clyde Edwards-Olaire? To me, if Clyde Edwards-Olaire is healthy, if they're able to not just depend on the pass and actually run the football, they might actually win a Super Bowl against the Buccaneers. And I say that because, to me, that right there is just as good as defense. If you can keep a guy like Tom Brady on the sideline there as you're eating up clock, as you're going down the field, as you're tiring down the other defense, 
then you have uh, an even better chance to win. I think the problem with Kansas City is they actually rely so much on Patrick Mahomes. And he's great. He's terrific. But as the game slows down and your defense is struggling, you need to have a running game which will actually keep the other opposing team off the field. So I think that that's really the only hindrance there. And that's going to be the running game. You know, they brought in a slew of running backs. It didn't work out there with... Le'Veon Bell, and you hope that it actually works out here with Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Um, but he got hurt already. So, you know, durability is going to be a question here, and this is one of those things where it's like if he's not healthy this year, they don't take that transition. Um, I think that they're going to have to actually kind of look elsewhere, and they really haven't had that kind of consistency at the running back position since Kareem Hunt left town. Um, and that's the Kansas City Chiefs. I expect for them to win the division. I expect for them to be in the Super Bowl. Next up um, is going to be the Los Angeles Chargers. The Los Angeles Chargers got a still in the draft. Nobody thought that Justin Herbert was going to be this good. He's good. He's great, actually. Um, they have their quarterback of the future. He's going to be able to make all the throws down the field. He's mobile enough. Um, they have Austin Eckler back, who's one of the best um, dual threat running backs here in the league. Um, I put him right up there with, uh, you know, Alvin Kamara with being able to come out, catch the ball and run the ball as well. Um, he lost a lot of time with that horrific hamstring injury last year. So that kind of hurt them. But even though it did, once again, the Chargers were in games. They just couldn't finish them. Um, but is this the year that they can actually finish games? Um, you have another year here with Justin Jackson, and then you have Joshua Kelly, who showed some signs there, but got into the doghouse. Um, maybe with the new coaching staff, he's out of the doghouse. Maybe he'll show that he can hold on to the ball and actually be an elite runner, which complements Austin Eckler. Um, when you look at the wide receiver core, they have Keenan Allen, who's one of the best in the league. I mean, he had an outstanding year. You look at the guy that you drafted here highly in Mike Williams. It's can Michael Williams do something other than catch the long ball? Can he actually be consistent in the intermediate game? Um, because he's shown that he can actually make tough catches down the field. Um, but they need somebody that's going to complement what Keenan Allen brings. And Keenan Allen was actually healthy. I mean, I thought that was one of the things last year. It was like, well, could he remain healthy? And for the most part, he was um, until late. You know, he had a little hamstring and everything else. But by then, uh, the Chargers were essentially done anyway. Um, I like what they bring in with Jared Cook. Here's a guy that's experienced. He's played on some good Saints teams, uh, played with the Raiders, and things like that before. And I think he's going to bring a lot of experience here. I think he's definitely going to be a safety blanket here for Justin Hubert to check the ball down to. So offensively, I think that this is a team that's gotten a lot better. Um, and I think defensively, this is a team that they're going to be solid too. The question is, you know, it was coaching last year. You know, with Coach Lynn, they lost a lot of games. They lost a lot of games based off the fact they didn't call a timeout in a certain time. Um, they didn't get the kicking unit out to kick the field goal. Um, you know, they maybe ran some plays that they shouldn't have run, which gave the ball back to the other team to go down and score. I mean, stuff like that. You're thinking that if the Chargers change that, they actually could do something that they haven't done in a while, and that's maybe sneak into the postseason. Um, I think it's possible. I think that when you look at this team, to me, 
Um, on paper, I think it it's probably the second best team in the AFC West. I'm not going to say that they're going to knock off the Kansas City Chiefs, but they have there's there's a path for them to have some success and sneak into the playoffs. Next up is going to be the Las Vegas Raiders here. So this is the year that the, the Las Vegas Raiders open up their new stadium. This is the year where all that excitement comes into play. And I think this is the year for for John Gruden to find out, is Derek Carr your guy? Okay, so that's the question. Is Derek Carr your guy? And is this the time where they can kind of go ahead and say, okay, we can keep up with the Kansas City Chiefs in our division? They brought in a guy like Henry Ruggs here who's supposed to blow the lid off the top of defenses here. He only had 26 receptions, 452 yards, and two touchdowns. Um, you know, here's a guy that was the 12th pick overall last year. Here's a guy that they brought in to basically be their, be their Tariq Hill. And they didn't show that last year. Um, so I think a lot of what they're going to do is going to be dependent on the fact that he can actually do what he did best in college, which is run past people. Um, then you have, next up you have, you have Byron Edwards here at the wide receiver position. Here's another guy, 11 receptions, 193 yards, and just a touchdown. Um, here's a guy that, you know, a lot of expectation here. Here's a guy that they, they're going to really depend on a lot because he's essentially going to be the second best uh, receiver out there for them. Um, hasn't proven that he can really, you know, carry a load. And then you look at the fact that they bring in Willie Sneed. I like his experience. He's played with the Saints. He's played with uh, Baltimore, but he's not a guy that you can depend on here. Um, the guy that's the X factor here is Darren Waller, um, one of the best tight ends in football. Um, definitely made a lot of plays, 107 yards, over 1,000 yards, receiving nine touchdowns here. You're going to want to get him the ball and then your X factor as well is going to be at the running back position in Josh Jacobs here. They're bringing a guy from uh, from Arizona and Kenyon Drake, and you bring Peyton Barber over from Washington. Um, we know Jay Gruden likes to run the ball, um, but Josh Jacobs, a little bit of an injury-prone situation there. Um, he's not a huge running back. Um, I did love his game, um, you know, kind of coming out of Alabama. He's certainly a tough runner and everything else. Uh, did go over a thousand yards and had the 12 touchdowns, but durability is going to be the question, um, especially when you know things break down. Derek Carr is not playing as well, and I think a lot of stuff that Jake or John Gruden, excuse me, likes to run is predicated off the run. In order for Henry Ruggs and those guys to kind of open up downfield, they're going to have to be able to move the football on the ground. So if they're able to move the football, take the pressure off Derek Carr. That's going to help them. If they're unable to do that, and it's going to be a lot of, of the situation is put on kind of Derek Carr, Las Vegas is going to struggle. Um, defensively, I think they're solid. Um, I think that you have, you know, some of some of the better um, players here in football. I think they have a pretty good um, front. Um, I think that they have a pretty good back half as well. Um, you know, I, I, I. You know, the defense is going to hold up just enough. Um, I don't know if it's a unit that's going to necessarily turn the ball over so much, but it's definitely not going to be a unit that I think you're just going to get blitzed. Um, I think that they are going to play tough. 
I think that they are going to play in your face. I certainly think that they're going to want to play a lot of man coverage and things like that. But I think they're only going to go as far as their offense carries them here. So um, it's just really going to be dependent there as far as the health of the running back position and, you know, what happens to Derek Carr if a lot of the pressure is kind of put onto his shoulders there. And that brings us to um, really the last team in the division here, and that's the Denver Broncos. I think the Denver Broncos essentially are one of the worst teams in football. Um, I think when you look at their death chart and what they were um, able to do, they didn't go out there and really address and get a franchise quarterback. Um, I do like the fact that they did bring in Teddy Bridgewater. I think he is going to win some games. Um, but aside from that, they don't really have too much else. Um, Cortland Sutton struggled with injuries. KJ Hamler struggled with injuries. Jerry Judy um, struggled, I think, as a as a wide receiver there. And you look at Tim Patrick as well. He struggled as a wide receiver as far as consistency. Uh, Noah Faint at tight end. He had some up and down points last year. But, you know, that's really it. You know, they do get Von Miller back on the defensive end. And then you hopefully get Bradley Chubbs back. Um, but I just I don't see it here with with. Denver I mean I think they're going to struggle as usual to score points and I think the bottom line is they have to go out and get a franchise quarterback they're going to be bottom in the division and um, I, I don't see them really making any headway here I think that once again they're going to be um, in the same situation that they were into last year which is they need to go out and get a franchise quarterback um, and so with that being said who is the teams that I expect to be in the Super Bowl? I think it's going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I think those are the two best teams in football. Um, in this situation, I think it's possible that Kansas City does get the win. Um, but I like a lot of what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have. I think that they essentially have another year together. I think that they've revamped the roster. We kind of went over some of the stuff that they have. Um, and, you know, Barring any injuries, if Antonio Brown and Gronkowski and all those guys can stay healthy, um, they're going to be scary. They're going to be scary, and I just feel like they're probably going to be tough to stop because you have one of the best quarterbacks that ever played the game, and Tom Brady, that's why they call him the GOAT. So those two teams will be in the Super Bowl. Flip the coin right now for who wins it. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit more as the season goes along, but um, that's essentially it. And that's really the show for today. We, we pretty much wrapped up every division in football. Uh, we talked about each team. We talked about their chances. And we talked about um, where they're expected to finish here. So now um, it's essentially just looking at the NFL season, get ready to start up here on Thursday. Um, and it's going to be interesting. Uh, it's going to be the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here to start up Thursday. So... We'll be talking about them in our next show here, but um, for myself, this is Rico, Real Talk Sports. I just want to thank our sponsors out there, and I want to thank uh, the fans that have actually chimed in here from week to week to give us feedback on the show. And uh, with that being said, we'll be back. Our, our next show, we're actually going to be talking um, about the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming up here on Thursday. And we'll be talking about one of my favorite topics, which is fantasy football. Um, it is that time of the year, so we'll be talking about uh, who are the players to look for um, and who are the players that are kind of flying in under the radar and some of the players that you may want to stay away from in this year's uh, fantasy football season. So for myself, 
Real Talk Sports. Rico, we'll be back. Thank you.